Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I am excited to be here with you today. It is Self Brain Surgery Saturday, and we got a good talk we're getting ready to have. I'll warn you in advance that this episode today is going to cover a lot of ground. Um, Yesterday, day before yesterday, we had this crazy ice storm, and it was one of those deals where it, it got pretty cold and then we had this freezing rain and there was like a sheet of just clear ice and people were falling down they were wrecking their cars and it just got a, the trauma system got really busy on Thursday afternoon and kept going all the way through Friday and and there were just lots of falls and car wrecks and I was supposed to have a conversation with Tommy Walker yesterday that I was going to use for next week's uh, Friday conversation and that didn't happen the work got in the way um, and so it was just a just a busy time and so because I didn't have time to do my Tommy Walker talk and a lot of other things were going on. I've been thinking for several days about what I was going to do for self-brain surgery Saturday. And and I just kept bumping into things that that seemed, like I've told you this before, where I have multiple things that don't seem connected at first, but then they kind of come together and they coalesce into one kind of coherent thought. Well, that's what's going to happen today. We're we're going to cover a lot of ground aimed at self-brain surgery Saturday, but at the same time, we're going to cover one of my top six. I couldn't settle on top five books that I read in 2022, but but I settled on six. That if I had to give you six books to read, I gave you a whole bunch the other day, but if I had to give you six that I would say are essential, that you really need to read, that 100% put my weight and endorsement behind, such as it is, um, these are going to be the six. Well, this episode, we're going to do a self-brain surgery talk. Um, and we're going to cover one of those books as kind of a template for that self-brain surgery thought. And we're going to cover another group of Lisa and I, our favorite worship artists slash albums of all time. So I asked Lisa, hey, help me think about all the worship song writers and, and singers and songs that we've covered and worshiped with over the years. And what are your favorites? And and Lisa has three that she mentioned. Jenny Owens, who is a blind singer-songwriter who's incredible. Michael W. Smith discovered her a few years ago. and um, She has a song called If You Want Me To that is one that we led in worship. And Lisa, it just really resonates with her. And, and I have forgotten about that song. And it's so powerful and it's perfect for today's conversation. And also Catherine Scott, who's, uh, I think she's Scottish, but she's a singer-songwriter. She's co-written with Paul Balash a lot, has several powerful albums. One's called Hungry, song that from the early uh, 2000s, Hungry uh, was a really, really popular worship song for a while, and she's got a whole bunch of great songs, and one of her songs is called Grace Has Called My Name. Lisa used to lead this in worship, and Lisa has this voice. She's kind of like Aretha Franklin, but also just, just really breathy and soulful, and, and she can play the piano, and she sat down and led this song in worship numerous times, Grace Has Called My Name, and you could have heard a pin drop, like people wouldn't even sing at first because her her the, the power of these lyrics combined with her incredible voice just really can put you before uh, the throne in a very worshipful place. And and I remember we went to a worship conference back in maybe 2008 in Seattle. And Paul Balash and Brent Brown were there. And Catherine Scott was there. And Catherine Scott walked out on the stage. There's probably four or 5,000 people in this auditorium. And there was just a, a piano on the stage, no band. She just sat down and she played this song, Grace Is Called My Name. And it reminded me of how Lisa sings the same song. But it was just an incredible moment of worship. And this song, the lyrics that Catherine Scott sings are applicable to today's episode, to today's self-brain surgery thoughts. I'm going to give you those two songs, Jenny Owens, If You Want Me To, and Catherine Scott's Grace has called my name, and then finally another one that Lisa reminded me of that we haven't. She hasn't had an album in a while, but Lauren Daigle is another singer songwriter, and her song 
I Will Trust in You, is the perfect bookend to this episode. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I've had a, a dream a few times where I'm set in a, it's set in a Civil War era, and I'm one of those battlefield surgeons, and I'm wearing a white like butcher's apron, and I've got a saw in my hand, and I'm, and I'm performing battlefield amputations. And, and, I, and I pull the saw away, and it's covered in blood. This is really graphic. I'm sorry, but I, but I need to get the point across to you. I pull the saw away and I wipe the blood off and I, and I throw it down and I wipe my hands on the apron and then I turn to the next patient, just like in Gettysburg or one of those movies where the surgeons just went from patient to patient to patient performing all these amputations and battlefield surgeries. And I'm, and I'm covered in blood and I turn to the next patient and I look down and it's me. And I keep performing these operations on myself and over and over and I'm just wiping my hands off and moving on and then I'm there again and I'm, I'm the patient and I'm the surgeon. And in this dream, it's, it's this futility of I can't fix what's wrong with myself. I can't solve my own issue. And friend, I think that's that's kind of what we're going to get at today. If I had to title this episode, Self Brain Surgery Saturday, it's not a particular operation, but rather an observation about operations that we do. And I would call it Band-Aids for Big Wounds or Band-Aids for Broken Bones. There's, If you look at our society and if you look at your individual life and you're honest with yourself, it's just like that dream that I'm having. We find ourselves wounded and we have a big problem, and we keep applying the wrong surgery, the wrong medicine. We, we, we say, well, I, every time I feel this way, I drink alcohol. Every time I feel this way, I turn on the television. Every time I feel this way, I turn to a physical relationship or pornography or gambling or shopping or whatever, and I don't feel better the next day. And every time I feel this, I do that, and it doesn't work. And I, But instead of changing what I do, I just do more of it, or I change it a little bit, or I say, well, if this type of a thing didn't work, maybe another type of alcohol will do it. Maybe a different website will do it. Maybe buying a different thing will do it. Maybe changing to a different type of relationship will will do it this time. So instead of fixing the actual problem, we're applying Band-Aids to broken bones. We're applying Band-Aids to big wounds. We're performing battlefield amputations when what we really need is antibiotics. We're doing the wrong thing and getting the wrong result, and then we're treating that wrong result by doing more of the wrong thing. And if you look at our society right now, we're seeing a lot of that happening. We're applying the wrong treatments to the things that are really wrong. Well, Eugene Peterson's book, which is one of my top six books of the year that I read, just blew my brain away. Mark Rogep recommended it. On Instagram, I'd never heard of it, but I bought it. Anytime Mark Brogep says, hey, read this, I read it. That's just one of the things I do. If he says he's reading it and finds value in it, I go buy it and read it. And I've never been led astray by Mark Rogep ever since I read his book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. So he said, read this book. I did it. And his book, Run With the Horses, Eugene Peterson's book, Run With the Horses, is a look at the prophet Jeremiah. And it covers this idea that we're applying the wrong surgery to what's really wrong with us. We're making the wrong diagnosis and treating it with the wrong procedure, and then we're flabbergasted when it doesn't work. And that's what I want to get at today. It's just this little idea that we need to learn how to make the right diagnosis and apply the proper treatment if we really want to get better. We're in dry December. Listen, it's the 10th day, okay? So even if you haven't started yet, no judgment here. If you keep circling around the thing that you think is going to help you and you haven't started your dry December, your period of letting things dry up so God can water a new ground in your life and do a new thing. Remember Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Streams in the wasteland. Make a way where there is no way. He can't do the new thing until you're ready to let him dry up the old thing. Something's got to die 
for a new plant to grow, okay? So I'm going to give you this today, Band-Aids for Broken Bones. And it's going to be our self-brain surgery talk. Listen, you can't change your life until you change your mind, friend. We're almost to the end of a year, and I want next year to really be the year that you let him do the thing that he wants to do in your life. You stop getting in your own way. Stop wiping off the blood on your apron and doing the same operation on yourself that you just finished that didn't work. It's time to stop putting Band-Aids on big wounds. And it's time to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Okay, so again, this isn't a scripted episode. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of rambling, but I'm going to try the, I'm going to try to tie this idea of putting band-aids on big wounds, band-aids on broken bones to this dream, this, this concept I have of, of trying to apply the wrong surgery to my own problem and being sort of amazed that it's not working. And these three worship songs that I told you about and one of my favorite books of the year all in one episode. So <laughs> we're going to try to do that. Okay. Listen, Psalm 23, right? Is, is about the valley of the shadow of death. It's about how the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leave me beside still waters. Right? So the problem is right after we're in the green pasture and the still waters, we go into, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right? So what if we said to God, "Hey, I want the green pasture part. I want the I want the stream of, of living water part, but I don't want to go into that valley. I don't want to go through. The, I don't want any of that valley of the shadow of death stuff. What if we said, "Hey, instead of that whole valley of the shadow of death thing, I'm just going to stay here in the pasture and I'm going to drink that water. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to turn on Instagram. I'm going to just I'm just going to hang out here, God. But I want your blessing." But I don't want to go in the valley, okay? I don't want any of that. And if you look at our society right now, we have people who are avoiding the pain. They don't want to go through anything hard. They want to give themselves a trophy for, for doing nothing, and they don't want to go through anything hard. And then, and then they wonder why they can't be happy. We're spinning our wheels, and we're doing all these things to cover up pain and turn our minds off and, and, and chase after you know material things. And we're not getting happier, and we're not finding hope, and we're not achieving peace and we're not getting to that place where he sets a table even though there's enemies around us he sets a table and anoints our head and we can finally get to that place where we say that you've you've been good to me your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life because of what you've done for me we can't get there 
friend, if we're not willing to walk through the valley. So here's this song, Jenny Owens, blind since she was two years old, had a dream of wanting to become a music teacher, pursued it, had encouraging parents, and she pursued her dreams, became an amazing musician, and then wrote this song and was discovered by Michael W. Smith and ended up being a successful recording artist. And this song, If You Want Me To, talks about that problem of how sometimes in life we have to go through the valley. God wants us to go there because he has a blessing for us on the other side. And let's just worship for a minute as we get ready to go into this self-brain surgery idea about putting band-aids on big wounds. Let's let, let's let Jenny Owens talk to us for a minute about when we finally get ourselves ready to go into the valley. Here's Jenny Owens. The pathway is broken and the signs are unclear. And I don't know the reasons why you brought me here But just because you love me the way that you do I'm gonna walk through the valley if you want me to No, I'm not who I was my first step and I'm clinging to the promise you're not through with me yet so if all of these trials bring me closer to you then I will walk through the fire if you want me to Home to you, 
And I will walk through the valley If you want me to Yes, I will walk through the valley If you want me to Incredible song, incredible artist. One of Lisa's favorites, and you should hear her sing that song. Woo, man, she's got a great voice. Okay, so let's get into the book of Jeremiah. There's two different places in Jeremiah where, well, there's three verses in Jeremiah I want to share with you today. First one is Jeremiah 12 in verse 5 and 6. This is in the message translation, which, of course, was translated by Eugene Peterson. And this is the text from which he got the title of the book, Run with the horses. This is one of the six books that I would say of my whole list of the 55 or 56 books that I read in 2022. These are the top six, not in, in a particular order, not, not to say that this is the sixth best book that I read, but just if I had to pick six of the best ones that I read all year, these would be the six. So I think I can probably give you a clear number one, and I'll do that by the end of the year. But but the top six, they're all just books that you need to read, okay? And Eugene Peterson's books aren't super easy. They're not superficial for sure, Um, but they're important. And he's passed away now. He's gone on to meet his reward. And there's a great story about about him and his casket and that his son built and just a a remarkable family and remarkable work for the kingdom that Eugene Peterson did. But his book— Run with the horses came from this verse, Jeremiah 12, 5 and 6. So Jeremiah, if you're worn out, and this is God talking. So Jeremiah, if you're worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? If you can't keep your wits during times of calm, what's going to happen when troubles break loose? Listen, friend, this is a question for all of us. If we're worn out in this foot race against men, if you're so tired of being so tired and everything in your life is wearing you out, God says, well, how are you going to handle having a race against horses? The, the stuff I have in store for you, if you'll let me be your strength, is so much bigger than what you're dealing with now. And if this is tearing you up, you're not ready for what I have for you next. That's what he says. It reminds me of Proverbs uh, 24, verse 10. So if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? He says, if, if, if you're having trouble when, when life gets hard and you just are fading away, you're opening up a bottle or getting on the wrong website or turning on the television or compulsively gambling or shopping or text messaging somebody you ought not to be text messaging, if those are how you're handling things, then you're not ready for the hard things that might come. My whole mission right now, listen, this book that I just wrote, Hope is the First Dose, by the way, popped on Amazon yesterday with the cover art. If you want to go check it out, get go to Amazon.com, probably Barnes & Noble, too, I haven't checked yet. Um, type in W. Lee Warren, M.D., my name, Dr. Lee Warren, W. Lee Warren, M.D. Um, not Dr. Lee Warren, because there's another Dr. Lee Warren on Amazon that also writes books, and he's a, not the same guy as me. But if you type in W. Lee Warren on Amazon, you'll find my, my author page, and look for Hope is the First Dose. You can pre-order it. Check it out anyway. That book is about what do we do when the massive things happen in our lives, when the times of trouble come, like, like the proverb says, when, when it's time to run against horses. What do we do when the big things happen? And the book is about preparing for those big things by prehabbing and getting our brains ready and then having a reliable set of tools and instruments and procedures, self-brain surgery techniques, I call them, that we can use during those hard times and then having a solid rehab plan for getting better after those traumatic things have happened, right? So that's not... 
novel. I mean, I, I wrapped it in surgical metaphors, but the idea of preparing yourself for hard times, having a strategy for dealing with hard times, and having a strategy for recovering from hard times is very biblical. It's throughout the Bible. It's all over the place. And this is one of those sort of books, Run With the Horses, that'll give you that same sort of idea of how you can prepare, handle, and recover from the hard things in life, okay? Now, Jeremiah, God says, if you're worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? Well, here's something interesting that was happening in the book. The people are in exile. They've been dragged away from their homeland. They're in Babylon. They're in captivity, basically. And the whole book is about learning how to thrive when life gets hard. Learning how to bloom where you're planted. Learning how to be thankful for what you have. Learning how to handle and wait during a season when God's got something later that he wants to give you, but he wants you to be faithful now in order to get it. Now, the context here is that there was a there was a preacher, a group of preachers, really, who were basically like, like popular progressive mega church pastors of their day um, who were going around telling everybody that, you know, God just wanted them to be happy. God just wanted them to to understand that everything's going to be okay and that the life's going to work out and they should just be happy, right? And the problem is that, that Jeremiah comes along and he says, no, 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 that's not what God wants you to know right now. That's not what God has. The message that God has for you is not that everything's just going to be okay, that you should just pursue your own happiness and that everything will be okay so there was this guy named pashur he was a national treasure he was joel osteen he was the he was the 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 prophet who was going around telling everybody that everything was going to be okay and they just needed to try to be happy and that everything was going to be peaceful and that they didn't need to worry about anything and while he was saying that they had this horrible problem where they they had all these um temples where they were doing all these sort of immoral sexual things and calling it worship. They were doing horrible things, but they were doing it in the darkness, and then they were pretending like everything was okay. So this guy, Pashur, was going around telling everybody, everything's going to be okay. God's working out his purposes in us. We are God's people, and he'll bless all the people on the earth through us. It's not so bad. You'll be fine. But things aren't just fine. God says he's prescribing a superficial treatment for my people's mortal wound. He's, he's prescribing a Band-Aid for a big broken bone, for, for an open fracture. He's prescribing a Band-Aid for major trauma. And, and so the problem is that it's kind of like what we're doing in our society right now. We're, we're saying, gosh, things are hard, and I don't understand why I don't feel good. Maybe it's because nobody is allowing me to live my truth. Maybe it's because nobody's allowing me to define my own identity. Maybe you're impinging on my rights in some way. And so, so if you just stop doing that, and I can label you as a, as a blankophobe, as a, as a whateverist, and you're the problem. You're the reason I'm not happy, and you need to accept who I am, and I need to just be able to live out my own truth. That's a superficial treatment, okay? If you're treating feelings, you'll never get to truth. You'll never get to happiness. If you're treating your truth, you'll never get to the truth, okay? And so you can get worn out because what will happen is you'll keep trying over and over, like me in that dream, to apply the wrong surgery to the patient and not and being sort of befluxed flummoxed when you're not getting better so this idea is that we have over and over and over this notion that we can just try one more time this thing this particular substance or 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 behavior whatever we can try one more time and this time it's going to make us feel better as long as everybody else will just do what they're supposed to do this guy pashur was the the lead prophet of that idea 
that you, everything's going to be okay. Just do what you feel is best, and, and it's going to be all right. So, friends, the, the, it's amazing to me how society keeps just churning back around to the same old problems, and that's why Solomon said in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And if you keep wondering why your life doesn't feel better than it has felt, maybe it's because you've been applying band-aids to your broken bones. Maybe it's because you're applying the wrong treatment to the wrong diagnosis. And that's why you're wondering why it's not getting better. So Eugene Peterson talks about how Pasteur tells everybody it's going to be okay, but the thing is, it's not going to be okay. Eugene Peterson says, for that to happen, there has to be honesty and truth. The self must be toppled from its pedestal. It's not about pursuing your own truth. It's not about pursuing what you think is going to make you happy, because feelings aren't facts, friends. Feelings are chemical events in your brain. Peterson says this, there must be pure hearts and clear intelligence, confession of sin and commitment and faith and peace. Yes, God will give you peace, but it's not a peace that gets along with everyone by avoiding the hint of anything unpleasant. That's the surgery that we've been doing as a society. We're just trying to band-aid everything, put a smile on it, say whatever you feel, whatever you believe, whatever you have that you think you need, that's okay. We're just going to tolerate, we're going to love, and there's going to be tolerance, and we're all going to get along, and it's going to be peaceful, but it's not making anybody happier. I'm not saying you shouldn't be kind or love people or tolerate them. I'm saying that you should understand what the truth is, and if you're wondering not, not society at large, but if you're wondering, friend, why you aren't getting better, why things don't feel better, why you keep repeating the same behaviors and applying the same band-aids to the big broken bones of your life, and you're not feeling happier, and you're not feeling more hopeful, and you're not feeling more empowered, and you're not feeling more at peace, maybe it's because you're applying a superficial treatment to your own mortal wound. Maybe you're worn out from struggling against men you're worn out being in times of trouble because your strength isn't based on his strength. Eugene Peterson says, It's not a peace achieved by refusing to talk about painful subjects or touch sore spots. It's a peace that is won by learning how to pray. There's evil to combat, friend. There's apathy to defeat. There's dullness to challenge. There's ambition to confront. There are persons all around us, children and parents, youth and adults, who are being trampled and violated, who are being hurt and despised. And any preaching of peace that turns it back on these is a cruel farce. So, Eugene Peterson says, look at a guy like Peshur and compare him to a guy like Jeremiah. Peshur's preaching, everything's going to be okay. And he says, what's wrong to, what is wrong is to evaluate the worth of words and deeds by their popularity. So Pasher had lots of followers. He had lots of sycophants and lots of junior pastors that were studying under him and spreading this message. Just, just get along with everybody. Just pursue what makes you happy. Enjoy this, this prosperity of this land and it's going to be okay. Peterson says, what's wrong is to evaluate the worth of words and deeds by their popularity. What's scandalous is to approve only what is applauded. What's disastrous is to assume that only the celebrated is genuine. There are times when the truth will receive a wide hearing and times when it will not, he says. Look at look at our, our society right now. What do you base your um, success on? Is it how many likes or clicks on Instagram or Facebook you have? Is it whether people heart your message or just thumbs up it? Like, do you ever spend time? Why did she only respond to my text message with a heart instead of replying? Why did she give me a thumbs up instead of writing back to me? We we base our feeling of whether we're okay or not on how other people respond to us, how popular we are. 
Well, Peterson says this. Remember, Jesus had a congregation of 5,000 one day and four women and two bored soldiers another day, but his message was the same on both days. We have to learn to live by the truth, not by our feelings, not by the world's opinion, not by what the latest statistical survey tells us is the accepted morality, not by what the advertisers tell us is the most gratifying lifestyle. Listen, friend, we want to talk about self-brain surgery. One of the things we have to learn how to do is tell ourselves the truth, and we have to be really willing and ready to go through the valley to get to the place where God can prepare that table for us, to give us the medicine and the bandages and the tr- and the strength and the healing and the rest and refreshment that we really need. But we have to stop applying band-aids to our broken wounds. Catherine Scott's song, Grace Has Called My Name, talks about how he calls her out of this hard place and into this place of blessing and grace and healing and peace and hope. We're going to sing that. We're going to worship with that song now. Grace is called my name by Catherine Scott. Here we go. Peace as a as a shadow Dancing on the wall Life swallowed by the pain of yesterday Left broken by the shame Of things that I had done No freedom from the choices that I had made But with one touch you made me clean You made me in my deepest need Grace has called Just yeah. 
song you should hear lisa sing it my goodness she can nail that song and listen grace has called your name friend i, I know i'm kind of rambling today okay i know i didn't have a script and i'm just covering a lot of ground because this book eugene peterson's book run with the horses really gets to the place where we finally understand that popularity or people telling us it's going to be okay or us pursuing our own desires and our own version of the truth and our own wants and wishes those are superficial treatments he says it twice six and ten chapter six and ten of jeremiah two different times god says the people are listening to the wrong prophets these guys are preaching peace when there is no peace they're giving superficial treatments for my people's mortal wounds and they're wondering why they're getting weaker Instead of stronger, I had that dream where I'm I'm chopping off a leg and wiping the blood off and turning it into just in the futile cycle of surgery over and over and over. And I'm the patient, and I'm not getting better. I'm just getting shorter. I'm just getting my legs chopped off, right? It, it, and the problem is, we're doing the same thing. We are getting to the end of a day and wondering why we're so frustrated and tired and can't clear our heads, and we and we long for sleep, and we think that this thing will give us that. And we do it, and the next day we feel bad because we didn't sleep well, and we have a headache, and, and we regret the choices that we made, and yet we do it again the same day. We, we, we make a decision that that night we just need, we deserve this thing. We, we need this thing. This thing is going to help us, but it's the wrong treatment, friend. Whatever is going on in your life, if there's something that you're carrying or that is slowing you down or hindering. It's hey, it's dry December. I'm not talking about alcohol or shopping or sex or whatever it might be. I'm talking about there's something in your life that you're using as a substitute, as a treatment for your mortal wound and you don't feel like the wound is getting better. Stop thinking that that thing is going to in some magic way finally turn out to be the right thing. Try something different. It's it's a new month and it's almost a new year. And it's time to try something different. There's a quote from a novelist, Flannery O'Connor, a great novelist who's a Catholic. And she said, the Catholic novelist believes that you destroy your freedom by sin, but the modern reader believes that you gain it in that way. This is quite a dichotomy. Our society right now is saying you find freedom and happiness and peace by pursuing what you feel, by pursuing what you think, by pursuing what you think you deserve. And God, the truth says, you find freedom by letting me define it for you. You find truth by letting me be truth for you. You find hope by letting me show you the path towards faith and hope and joy and love and abundance again. You find freedom by letting me put appropriate guidelines, put appropriate guardrails in your life. It's a, it's a dichotomy, and it's, it's crazy sometimes how the things I know that are really going to help my patient, they sound crazy. I'm going to saw your head open, and I'm going to cut into your brain, and I'm going to do all this stuff, and it's going to make you better. And they say, whoa, that sounds crazy. Why, why would I let you saw my head open? I'm, instead, I'm just going to use marijuana and CBD oil and, and XYZ, and that's going to take care of my problem. Or I'll see somebody who's 
400 pounds and super obese and they have low back pain. And I say, you don't need narcotics and back surgery. You need exercise and physical therapy and a proper nutrition plan. And you need weight loss surgery. And you need to get this extra 250 pounds off your frame and your back's going to feel better. And they say, that's crazy. I want something that's going to help me right now. And it's a superficial treatment, friend. I see so many people who have treated their pain for so long with alcohol or drugs or pain medicine or the the wrong kinds of treatments, and they're just not getting better. And they want something that's going to fix it immediately. And there's just not anything that's going to fix it immediately because the path involves going through the valley of some painful treatments and some proper surgeries. And they'll finally get well. But it takes time. It takes effort. It takes a struggle sometimes. And if you're worn out competing against sinful men, Jeremiah says, how are you ever going to run with the horses? Friend, I want you to run with the horses, okay? I want you to learn how to finally trust how when he says he's got a plan for you, when, I, when, I, when he gives you the proper treatment plan, you can actually trust him. Lauren Daigle's song, I Will Trust In You, gets us to that place. If you can learn how to sing this in faith to say, whatever you say, if you need me to go through this painful surgery, this time in the valley, this difficulty, if you're calling me, if grace is calling my name, I'm going to trust you. That's the treatment that will finally work, and you'll finally break through to the other side and run with the horses. That's what I want for you today. Here's Lauren Daigle. I will trust in you, and then we'll be back with the very end after that. Hold on. Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see
Okay, friend, we did it. We we covered one of the top six books of the year, Eugene Peterson's Run with the Horses. We covered three worship artists that you may not know, but who have been very helpful to us in leading worship and very helpful to us in our personal walk with God. And, and three of Lisa's favorites, songs that she can sing better than the artist can, in my opinion, and that will help you. So we, we've covered some worship music, we've covered a great book, and we've covered an idea. Self-Brain Surgery Saturday is when you finally realize that the treatment plan that you've been following is just a superficial band-aid for the thing that's really wrong and it's not going to help you it doesn't have the power to help you listen if you came in bleeding from your scalp with an open skull fracture and your brain was coming out and all i did was wrap your head with some gauze that would be a superficial treatment it would make it prettier we'd you know we'd cover up the blood and the brain matter coming out but we wouldn't actually fix the problem we wouldn't solve the issue because we would have applied a superficial treatment for your mortal wound Jeremiah says, God says to Jeremiah and through Jeremiah, it's time to stop applying superficial treatments to our mortal wounds. It's time to stop getting worn out in our struggle against sinful men, as Hebrews 12 says. It's time to stop getting frustrated and tired of why people and drugs and alcohol and websites and Instagram and likes and downloads are not the, 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 not the things that have the power to really fix what's wrong with us, that longing inside that we have to lie down beside the still waters and to have the table in the presence of our enemies and have that goodness and mercy that's going to follow us all the days of our life. That's what we really want, and the way to get there is to let Him, the great physician, give us the syringe of grace that will finally fix what's really wrong with us. That's the real treatment for our mortal wounds. So let him define what the right truth is, what the truth is, what the the way is, what the light is, what the basis for hope is. It's to finally break through and understand the, the neurochemical fact that feelings are not facts, that feelings are not truth, that your truth is not really true unless it's the truth, and that your identity is never going to solve your problems or make you at peace or help you to find your way in the world unless your identity is in Him, unless you surrender to Him. Listen, progressive ideology says that you can keep making yourself a better and better version of the ideal person and you'll finally be happy. Christianity says you die to yourself and you become more like Him, and that's how you find hope, and that's how you find peace. If your identity is not His, if your truth isn't His truth, if your way isn't His way, you're applying a superficial treatment to a very devastating and mortal wound. It's the, the old Inspector Clouseau. His wound was fatal. How fatal? <laughs> it's a mortal wound, okay? It's a fatal wound. And you can solve it. You can fix it by finally letting the great physician treat it. I hope this episode hasn't been too crazy and rambling for you. But I had a lot of ground that I wanted to cover on South Brain Surgery Saturday today to say, hey, it's time to rip those Band-Aids off and set that bone to fix that wound to finally get the right operation. And for me, it's time to stop having that dream where I keep sawing my own leg off and then wondering why I'm just getting shorter but I'm not getting better. It's time to finally apply the right surgery to the things that are wrong. And we'll start getting better. We'll become healthier and feel better and be happier. And the most important thing is we finally understand that we can't change our life until we change our mind. And the good news is 
We can start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.